Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the So Fucking Posh podcast with your host Vanessa Peters. I am so happy that you decided to join us for yet another episode today. In the room I have two really, really good friends with me and friends of the podcast. I have Simone with me. How are you, Simone? Oh, I'm good. What's up? And then I have um, the podcast favorite, Yunusla, <laughs> always showing up every single time. How you doing? I'm good, darling. How are you? I'm good. I'm yeah. good. So let's just get right into it because we got some really funny, interesting things to talk about. Mm-hmm. So we're going to take this first topic all the way down to South Beach, Miami. What's up? 305. <laughs> I was actually listening to the No Filter podcast with Casey Chops. Uh, I think her name is Wash Jazzy as well, and M the Gem. And Didi on the Beach, I think she's a, a waitress or a bartender at King of Diamonds, that very famous strip club. So she was telling um, a story that had actually blown up across the social media airwaves. It was about a $700 bill. Now, let me just give you a little bit of context behind what this whole $700 bill debacle was about. So Didi, a few of her friends, and a couple soccer players from the UK all went to uh, a pretty expensive restaurant. I think it's called Prime 112, very popular on South Beach. Um, And, you know, they were drinking, laughing, having a good time. I guess it was sort of like a date sort of atmosphere. At least that's what the ladies thought. Um, And they ended up racking up a bill of $700. Now, generally, in South Beach, because there are so many men that have all this money and all these beautiful girls, there just happens to be this, you know, natural sort of thing of, you know, women are pretty and men just pay and that's just what it is and that's just how it goes. I mean, some people like it, some people don't, but hey, that's Miami. You live, you learn, it is what it is. Uh, So this $700 bill came around and um, one of the men that was with them, one of the men of the party, he put down $50 and sort of looked around for everybody else to sort of do, do what to do, like, do, do, you know, do what they need to do. And obviously the girls kind of looked at the $50 bill and they were like, okay, so what the fuck is this? Because this is not how we do it on South Beach. So, you know, everyone's sort of waiting. Nothing is happening. This guy's sort of like twiddling his thumbs and looking around. And uh, these apparently Didi on the beach and her friends, I'm just going to call her Didi because that's her name. Uh, they tried to leave, but that didn't work out because I guess the waitress got involved. They couldn't get their valet, etc., etc. So Didi started cussing this guy out along with his friends. You know, I don't know exactly what was said, but from my understanding of her telling the story, it was something along the lines of "You're a cheap motherfucker." How the hell are you going to be going out on these dates with these beautiful women and expect that you're only going to put $50 down when you're trying to stun, stun on the ground, trying to tell everybody you're hanging out with Didi on the beach, we can't even pay no money for it. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of ridiculous, right? And on some sort of level, I will agree. Um, apparently, this guy's rebuttal was, well, this is just not how we do it in the UK. I mean, we do go Dutch in the UK. That's just, you know, how it is. Um, anyway, long story short, Dee Dee and her friends ended up paying for the entire bill, splitting up between themselves in their own little way, but the girls ended up paying for the bill, um, along with cussing out the guy and saying all sorts of things to let him understand that that's just not how it's done 
in South Beach. So I'm gonna go to you, Simone, first. All right. Yeah. What is your opinion on this entire situation? I don't know. I think that if you're gonna take girls out on a date, mm-hmm. I mean, at least that's what was assumed. Right. I think that as a guy, you should pay the bill. Right. Right. Because it's only common courtesy. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, if you're a woman, you're going out, you're getting dressed up, you're looking good, you're putting your good clothes on, your shoes on, you're doing your whole entire Absolutely. makeup. Absolutely. You know, you're going out with your girls with a bunch of guys. It's only fair. That right. the guy pays the bill. Right. Right? I mean, if a guy doesn't do that, I mean, did these guys even have money? I mean, right. that, that's the question. I mean, right. did, I mean, $50, I mean, what is that? Yeah. Well, I feel like that's almost like an insult. To a $700 bill that right? doesn't, I mean. Yeah, I mean, were they going to split up the bill? The guys were going to pay it, like, individually? Or, I mean, I don't understand. I, yeah. I think that if you're, you know, considering taking out, like, a beautiful woman, like. You got to pay the you price. Gotta, you got to pay the bill. It's not, it's not free. Right? Should I mean, free? you don't expect us to get all dressed up, looking all sexy, coming out, and then pay our own bill? Right. I mean, not to say that we wouldn't be able to pay our own if, bill. If we push came to shop. We could. Right. But that's just not what it was about. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't like that. <laughs> and also, to be fair, um, one thing I also <laughs> neglected to mention was the place that they picked, mm-hmm. the ladies did not pick this place. The men picked this place. Mm-hmm. So if it was a situation where... He knew he didn't want to pay a $700 bill. <laughs> take your ass to Chili's, right? Like, take your ass to a more affordable place where you will be able to pay the accumulation of whatever the bill is mm-hmm. rather than going somewhere you're trying to stunt, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Going to one of the most expensive spots where paparazzi might catch you <laughs> or whatever the case is, and you can't even pay the bill. Did they have any intentions of paying, though? That's, that's the thing. That's the question. Maybe I don't they know. were just like, maybe they should take us up. It's true. It's right? com- it's completely possible. So you know, unless Didi, Didi, if you're out here, you listen <laughs> to it. Unless she knows, we're never gonna really know. So yeah. Unico, what's what's your opinion on this? Simone, I, I agree with you partially. You know, um, I think as a gentleman, you should always in these in these situations, you know, bite the lower bite your lower lip and and cover the tab. All the guys cover it, but at the same time, what is stopping women of the 21st century? from paying the bill also. Now, the only reason why I say that is because, you know what, women talk about equality all the time and wanting to be fair and wanting to be treated as equals. So if that's the case, we're all going out for a nice meal, so forth and so on, hey, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that I will assume you pay the bill, but if you're like, oh hey, like how much do you want? Don't worry, darling, I got this. Then at least it shows there's an initiative mm-hmm. as opposed to it being like, it's an assumption because you look good and like almost like you're doing me a favor. Wait, you don't think I shit shower shaved, looked good, picked up my clothes too, got a nice cologne to also look the part? Right. You know, yeah. so I'm, so I'm not playing devil's advocate. No, I get but, it. But you know what I mean? But yeah. like, but overall, yes. Yeah. In these situations, I think a man should be a gentleman and pay the bill. And putting 50 bucks towards a $700 bill, I don't think is a very let's be honest classy it's, thing. it's ludicrous it's, it's absolutely it's not ludicrous. classy you know yeah so and it's like yeah. to i mean to be honest even if it was a smaller scale like say their bill was a hundred dollars cumulatively yeah. Yeah. say he put down i don't know 10 or whatever the same scale of that yeah, yeah. bill was if i was that girl in that situation you ain't never gonna see me again absolutely not because the fact of the matter is this if it was a true dating situation and you take care of that situation or the group of guys were able to take care of the bill that makes me be like okay you know what that means that this guy's not stingy if you're not stingy who knows what I could do for you in the future Mm -hmm. who Mm -hmm. knows how many bills I'll pay for you in the Mm -hmm. future it's you kind of showing me 
where your head is at for sure. in terms first of that. Impressions always count, yeah. right? Exactly. Totally. Plus, if you think about it this way too, yeah. the first few dates—that's the time that the guy shows this girl some love, exactly. with the whining and dining. Exactly. After a while, it's not gonna be like that. Exactly. After a while, the girl's I, gonna I, be bringing home the food, and I, she's gonna be doing how the do you know? and she's, and, What do you mean? How well, do you you're, you're making that's that assumption, works, though. No, you're making that assumption. I, I'm just saying that that sort of like. That dynamic, whining, that sure. whining dining dynamic. Sure. Yeah. After a while, if the relationship turns into something else, totally. it changes and it becomes yeah. a lot more casual. Generally, it's not Definitely, always yeah. like that, but Definitely. generally, there's not all those dates anymore. Yeah, like in sort the, of, exactly. In the beginning, you know, the guy take the woman out. You know, yeah. they pay for the dinner, they enjoy, they do whatever. Right. Sure. And then, as the relationship progresses, then they may have dinner at home, or they may, you know, the woman may be cooking sure. more, right? Or the guy may be cooking more, you know? right? Definitely. Yeah. You know. So, so, I mean, I guess that's kind of where I'm coming from with that. Definitely. And to reiterate my point at the beginning, listen, if you could not afford a $700 bill, <laughs> you should have gone to somewhere yeah, a lot cheaper, sure. like sure. Outback Steakhouse. There's mm-hmm. a lot of places, right? Yeah, like three, yeah. four, five course meals for mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> yeah, $60. Totally. Like, it's not... I, I feel like these guys might have done it intentionally because if they know that these are Instagram girls or, or girls that have some sort of fame to them, right. obviously they picked this restaurant because they were trying to impress the girl. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, if that's the case mm-hmm. and you're trying to impress the girl and then you're going to put $50 on the table, obviously you weren't planning on paying the bill yeah. you had they had something up their sleeve or maybe they couldn't afford For it sure. or maybe they wanted to see oh hey if you put 50 dollars on maybe the girls will offer to pay yeah right so it's completely stunting yeah, yeah. backfired yeah. completely <laughs> sure. you know yeah. sure. so but at the same time like again with what you're saying new can sort of playing devil's advocate yeah. um I can sort of imagine, based off of the way that Didi told this story, I could sort of imagine how she was just like whiling out in this mm-hmm. restaurant, freaking out over a $700 bill. Totally. Like, you can, in my opinion, you could achieve the same level of, uh, I wouldn't say disrespect, but you yeah. could have, I guess, embarrassed the guy mm-hmm. in the same way without you looking stupid, without yeah. you well, looking classless, and without you whiling out in a totally like yeah. demented sort of way. And that was going to be. That was gonna be my rebuttal. I was gonna say, if anything, if I was Didi or, or any of these girls, I would've been like, you know what? You know what, gentlemen? You know what, boys? We got this. Mm-hmm. Pay the bill, and then after that, so, so, so what are we doing next? You know what? We're good, actually. The yeah, night, we're going somewhere. Or else, yeah, you know, the, the night's been good, it's been fun. Thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. You know what I mean? That would've been, in my mind, a more classier thing to do than wilding out. And exactly like you said, it's just, at the end of the day, like, I feel as if, you didn't win the battle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, or in this case, like you didn't win over the men and show them, like, you know what? Like, here in Miami, like we have women that are strong, beautiful, and we can cover our bills. Mm-hmm. As opposed to it being like overreactive, over the top, and now it's like you still have to pay the bill. Yeah, you know. I don't know. Like, like, yeah. know, like you, in my mind, you didn't come out on top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for whatever that's worth. Simone, if you yeah. were in this same situation. Mm-hmm. What would you have done? I mean, I definitely <laughs> wouldn't be going all wild and out and all crazy. Right. I would probably agree with you. Yeah. You know, I would, you know, find a, a more classier way to do it. Sure. You know, I, I would definitely talk to these guys and say, hey, you know, maybe there was a mis- misunderstanding here, but you know what? I got this. Mm-hmm. Totally. I'll pay the totally. bill. Mm-hmm. Have a great night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You'll never see me again. Right. That's you it. Know? Yeah. That's it. I definitely right. would have taken a very passive aggressive <laughs> approach extremely to the point where it annoys you and yeah. I'm doing it on purpose taking a picture of the bill taking a picture of the situation leaked it to every single blog I could possibly leak it to 
to just embarrass your life. You know what I mean? After the fact, rather yeah. than like making myself look, you know, yeah. disheveled in within For that sure. particular yeah. situation. Yeah. But you know, I mean, I just, I just don't understand what these guys were expecting. I mean, it's Miami. It is yeah. South Beach. Like, what do you, what do you it's think true, was going to happen? You know, so. I, yeah. I mean, I don't know if the guys in the U or the woman in the UK pay on the first date, but it's definitely. I mean, it certainly can't be like a catch-all thing. Yeah, right? that's just like the agreed-upon yeah, sort of so. thing. So him saying that's just how we do it in the UK, it's, use a lie. Yeah, because that's not true. that's not true at all. It's it's yeah. just you know. <laughs> Anyways, so moving on to I guess a little bit more of a serious topic. Okay. Uh, we're going to be talking about Quentin Tarantino. Now, a lot of you already know who he is, the famous director of a lot of very violent movies like Django Unchained. I think Pulp Fiction, he was also yeah, yeah. the director of that. Kill and Bill. Kill Bill, many, yeah. many others. So he got quite a bit of backlash from some black or African-American critics about Django Unchained. Um, they said some negative things about uh, that piece of work that he did. And this was his response to those uh, black critics and the negative comments. If you've made money being a critic in black culture in the last 20 years, you have had to deal with me, me being Quentin Tarantino. You must have an opinion of me. You must deal with what I'm saying and deal with the consequences. If you sift through the criticism, you'll see it pretty evenly divided between pros and cons. But when the black critics came out with the savage think pieces about Django, I couldn't have cared less. If people don't like my movies, they don't like my movies. And if they don't get it, it doesn't matter. So basically what I'm getting from this statement or this quote is that he really doesn't care about what black critics think, specifically with Django Unchained. And I have an issue with that because Django Unchained is a movie that is so cl closely tied to black issues, slavery, and the way a lot of black people see themselves and you know just sort of operate in their day-to-day -day life today. Mm -hmm. So the fact that he doesn't care about what these people are saying, negative or not, I kind of see that as a problem. In my opinion, if you're gonna get negative criticism, take it, take the you know constructive criticism out of that negative criticism and put it towards making your work better in the future. So, mm -hmm. Nuke, what do you think? Um, playing devil's advocate to what you just said, mm -hmm. um, I honestly think, Quentin, in this case, I can't imagine these critics that are critiquing his work are giving him good constructive criticism. How so? Well. I'm just I'm just saying from the point of view, if if you put a piece of work out into the universe and all you get is backlash for it, what is your response going to be? It's not going to be like, oh gee golly thanks. Uh -huh. It's going to be like you know what I couldn't give a rip what you think, and I'm going to continue to make art that I feel is expressive of expressive of me, of uh, of the of the environment around me, so forth and so on. Mm -hmm. So so I honestly think Quentin's just politely saying. If you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. Mm -hmm. You know, I honestly can't think someone like him is going to be like, I don't care about black culture. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. When you're working with the likes of like a Jamie Foxx mm -hmm. throughout that entire movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and unfortunately, and, 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 and even Samuel L. Jackson. Like you've worked with him in more right. than one movie now. Right, right. So obviously, and Samuel L. Jackson is a very high, I don't want to say he's political, but he, he, he's a significant african-american black man in america right you yeah. know so, so i definitely think it is very bold to say he doesn't care about 
African culture. Right. Because I think probably in reality, he does, but the critics haven't been constructive with their criticism. Okay. It's probably just been a full-on, like, slavery this and slavery that and so forth and so on. It's like, okay, fine. But we're talking about the main actor and the hero and the hero a black guy. is a black guy. Yeah. Like, are you forgetting that? Mm-hmm. And he's killing white people throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So like I'm sure that I'm sure that, that would be maybe his rebuttal. So it's kind of what you're saying is when you look at the overall mm-hmm. sort of idea of what Django Unchained is about, totally. it's basically positive for black people, so why are you complaining? Kind of. Give or take. Okay. And also at the same time what I'm saying is the critics that are that are critiquing um, Quentin. Are they coming from a place of complete objectiveness, mm-hmm. or are they coming from a place of of the opposite, of just being subjective? Mm-hmm. You know, because I think based on those two paradigms is going to create a certain type of critique, right. one which will be received well by Quentin, and one which isn't going to be received well at all. Mm-hmm. And I like to think someone like Quentin or any director at that level can take criticism mm-hmm. because you wouldn't get to where you are. If you can't take criticism at this point in the game, right? Yeah, it's true. Okay, Simone, what do you yeah. what do you think? I I'm definitely gonna have to agree with him. I I believe that if he didn't care about you know African American people, why would he make you know the movie that he made? Why would he make that movie? And right? so many others and similar. S- exactly, yeah. so many other movies as well. And and even you know getting black actors to be you know in his movies. I mean, if he didn't care, if he was you know felt some type of way about the African American culture, he wouldn't be doing this. And and the way I think about it too is that with with Quentin Tarantino, like he's so, he's so famous for all the things that he has done. Right. I mean, if he was always, you know, taking in what all the people are saying about, you know, all the negative comments and, and you know what you what yeah, you were saying sure. about that, it's like he wouldn't get to where he is. True. You know what I mean? True. He wouldn't be the type of director that he is today. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Right. I mean, he's got to take those feedback from whoever or, or or whatever people are saying, and then just go for from that. Mm-hmm. Right. So I mean. In the end, I think that, like, you know, he's a good director. He's he's done some good things. Mm-hmm. And I just think that people are going to hate it. You know, people are going to say what they want to say. And there's nothing that you can do about it. You're always going to have good, you know, feedback. And you're always going to have negative feedback. It's totally. just the way you take it, right? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, totally. he can't... I mean, he's a human being. He can't come off and say, oh, yeah, thanks for your feedback. At some point, you're going to be like, you know what? I don't give a shit about what you think. Mm-hmm. Totally. You know what I mean? That's totally. like any of us in our in our everyday lives. I mean, yeah. do we care what people think of us? I don't care what anybody thinks of me. If mm-hmm. you care what people think think of you, it's like you're going to go drive yourself crazy. Mm-hmm. Right? So True. I think that he's he's doing a good thing. And I mean, the fact that he said that comment, like, yeah, maybe in some type of way it may come off, you know, as, oh, you know, he doesn't care about, you know, the black community. But I don't mm-hmm. think that's the way he it meant, it meant to be at all. Right? Okay. So, okay, so let me yeah. ask you guys a question then. When with this kind of movie that is so rooted in the African American culture, mm-hmm. do you think that Quentin Tarantino should take the comments or the criticism, I should say, of black critics? You think he should weight that more than the criticism of a mixed race group of critics? Because I, I guess if he's sort of like outlining a little bit more of the black struggle and the black experience, then the opinions of black people black critics in this case would ma- would matter more than you know white critics or a you know mixed race group of critics I don't think it should matter I, I think that anybody anybody's opinion matter whether you're black you're white you're Asian you're Chinese mm-hmm. right so I mean I don't personally think that he should take the black community's opinion like way you know 
as more important than anybody's mm -hmm. opinion. It should all be equal, mm -hmm. right? Because if you cut us, we all bleed. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, we're all just humans, mm -hmm. right? I mean, yes, if you want to look at it as skin tone, it's like, yeah, that's fine. But in the end, it's like we're all humans. We're going to say what we're going to say, mm -hmm. right? We're going to do what we're going to do, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, okay, yeah. Okay, what about you, Nuke? I, I, I completely agree with that, with what Simone has just communicated. Um, I think it's very... It's very like narrow-minded to think that like we're all gonna agree on the same thing mm -hmm. you know or disagree on the same thing because I mean when push comes to shove that's what makes us all unique right, right. All having our different perspectives um, and what have you and at the same time there's beauty in there being difference mm -hmm. you know and um, and again for me what I'll say is whether it's a white critic an orange critic a black critic <laughs> A white, whatever yeah. the case might be, yeah. as long as it's coming from a place of like, man, I'm critiquing the work that has been produced. Mm -hmm. End of discussion. Not the physical person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's strip. Let's strip the emotional. Because because he, 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 here's the other side of the question: What if Quinton was black? Exactly. Right. Exactly. Would it still would, have? Would the critics same? still have the same opinions about him not respecting black culture? Or is it the fact that he said, "I don't have any respect"? For for black culture that the critics are critiquing him. Do you, mm -hmm. like, do you see what I'm saying? Right, yeah. Right. Because, it's true. you know what I mean? It, let's say Denzel Washington was the one, for all we know, Denzel Washington was behind the whole thing. Quentin Carantino just happened to be the director. Mm -hmm. Now what? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> now know? it's like, a whole one, it's, it's a whole right? 180. You see what I'm right? saying? Yeah. So, 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 yeah. Again, so, so again though, but if we strip emotion out and we just say, we are just critiquing this movie from A to B, mm -hmm. I mean from A to Z, this is the movie. Nothing else outside of that, mm -hmm. you know. Maybe, maybe certain elements, certain aspects of what was communicated in the movie aren't accurate. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But then again, it isn't claiming to be a documentary or any of this being true. It's, it's, it's totally what? fiction. Exactly. And, yeah, and you know what? Exactly. I I agree with both of you guys in the sense that for critics to say that the movie is this, that, and the third at the end of the movie at the, at the end of the day, mm -hmm. the movie is fictional, for and sure. that's why. That's why I agree with you that it shouldn't matter whether black critics or white critics or Asian critics have these particular negative things to say. Like I feel like criticism is only criticism criticism is only handy when it helps your next project become better. Yeah, mm -hmm. For sure. Aside from mm -hmm. that, it's just sort of like negative comments. And exactly. that's sort of it. Exactly. Sure. Um, but one thing I will say though is that if it wasn't a fictional um, movie, say it was like based on true events, this, that, and the third, and maybe parts of it are, who mm -hmm. knows? Mm -hmm. But if it wasn't wholly like a fictional um, movie and black critics were pointing out certain things that weren't factual or, sure. or anything like that, then I would think that black people who have ancestors who lived in those times that we're dealing with certain situations, they would know better than any of us mm -hmm. what is factual and what is not sure. versus an Asian person versus a white person versus a whatever color yeah, sure. person. Yeah. Um, but again, because it is more of a heroic cowboy fictional sort of movie, mm -hmm. yeah. that's all it is. It's entertainment and that's sure. the end of yeah. it. You know, yeah. so you really just 100%. have to take it from what, for what it is at that point. A hundred percent, right? So you know, that's that's where I you know start and end with that. <laughs> yeah. um, so we're gonna move on to this very sick, sick man, okay. Daniel Holtz Call. 
I don't know if any of you guys have heard of him. You probably have at this point because there was a lot of sort of buzz about him in the news. He was a police officer out of Oklahoma City. Isn't there like a basketball team in Oklahoma City? Yeah. What do they Oklahoma got the Thunder, Oklahoma Thunder or something? Thunder, Durant, o- OKC? OKC! Okay, okay, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this police officer was found guilty of 18 um, counts of 36 alleged rapes in the first degree. His sentence was actually 263 years in prison. These are consecutive sentences. And that's a pretty long time yeah. in prison. Yeah. Um, what was interesting about this particular case, though, was that he targeted women from a poor and generally overwhelmingly African-American portion of uh, the city. Um, and according to the police investigators as well, Holtzclaw ran background checks on women with outstanding warrants, on their criminal records, and he methodically targeted um, those victims. So basically the whole idea behind this is Mm -hmm. if you target victims that have a criminal past or somewhat of a checkered past and they decide to come to the police and you know say that hey i was raped by this man he's a police officer in your particular unit whatever whatever they're not going to have as much credibility as a woman who is white and a woman who has a clean you know background clean background or woman of any other race aside from black that has a clean background and you know human nature being what it is I'm sure that's true because, I mean, if someone is generally known to be, let's say, untrustworthy or have some sort of criminal something or the other, human nature basically tells us that, oh, you can't trust that person. Like, if they say this, who knows what else they're going to say? That's just what human nature kind of tells us to do, regardless of whether that's right or wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, So based on this particular situation and sort of all of the news that we've been hearing about black you know, killings and police officers killing, um, you know, young boys in our streets and females for that mm-hmm. matter mm-hmm. Um, in our streets. Um, Simone, what do you what do you think about this particular situation and this sick, sick man? Oh, I think that guy's just sick. He's he's crazy. He obviously, he's insane in the head. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because if you're a police officer and you're supposed to be upholding what is it, justice? Right. You know, you're 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 supposed to be protecting the peace. I mean, I don't think that's something that you should be doing as a as a police officer. Absolutely I think that, not. that's sick. It's sick. You, I, you know what I mean? I mean, oh, I I can't even find words right now. I'm, yeah. I'm, it's, I mean, something like that, it's just so shameful, yeah. right? It just makes you, like, not want to believe in the law. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It just True. makes you want to just say, you know what, if this is what the law's about, like, do I want to be any uh, any part of this, mm-hmm. right? So It's, it's ridiculous. <sighs> and one thing I also find, too, about the situation is that clearly there's an element of power that is being used to suppress Exploid- these oh, people sure. and exploit them, for right? Sure. To, to put yourself as the stronger person and then pit them as the weaker person and... They just sort of have to deal with this. Nuke, what do you think about this? I, I agree 100%. Um, there is no trying to to fathom um, why he did what he did because at the end of the day, I don't think any, any sane, loving individual would ever do something 36 times, you know? Or more. Who knows? Or more. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. This right? woman that came up. Yeah. Totally. And, it's, it's, and, and it just makes it even worse that he's a man of the law. Because Lord knows when you were sworn in, you probably had to put your hand on the Bible and say you're going to uphold the rules, mm-hmm. serve and protect, mm-hmm. so forth and so on. It just makes you wonder, man, if if, if someone was able to do that 36 times, mm-hmm. obviously there needs to be some protocol or something in place 
that is evaluating officers on their mental state or what I, I, I'm not even sure what protocol you would have, but something needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because once, okay, shame on us. There wasn't enough. There wasn't enough. Whatever in place, systems in place to keep you in check. But thirty-six times, come yeah. on, like, and that's and that's probably thirty-six or more women, mm-hmm. different women. Like, like that's not. And I don't want to say the word fair, but that doesn't make. It it doesn't it, it doesn't showcase humanity in a good light. No, whatsoever. Not at all. You know, and it's it's, and I don't want to say the word sad, but it's disheartening. Yeah, it's disheartening that that's what humanity has come to. Yeah, and again I say it, a man of the law. Yeah, it's It's not like he is, let's say, a raging alcoholic who doesn't have a job and so forth and so on. No, your job, your job. We taxpayers' money goes to you. To serve and protect the country, mm-hmm. and you are using the power that has been bestowed on you to completely abuse it, to right? Completely abuse it. He's supposed to be catching people out there like him, him. and yet, um, it's almost like the movie Training Day. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. mind-boggling, <laughs> right? It's almost absolutely mind-boggling. Yeah. So yeah, that's my two cents. This, it's almost like unbelievable in a type of way. It's like how could somebody just do that to? Woman, and you know how, how what? How do you feel? How do you sleep at night? And you know what? It's rape. I mean, men can only understand rape on a certain sort of level. For a lot of women, rape is the equivalent to death. You it might is. as well kill me. It is because you're just taking this power from me, mm-hmm. like the right yes. and the power that I have mm-hmm. to say no. And for sure, I mean, it. I mean, rape. Go, rape can be. Rape can be one thing. Rape can be another thing. It can be so many levels. Mm-hmm. There's so many levels of rape where mm-hmm. people take it to sick, sick levels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And who knows what he did to these women in these particular instances. Mm-hmm. But the fact that, like you said, Nuke, a person of power is using their power to turn it on you. It's like, how can you trust? How can you trust people? For how can sure. you trust the law? How can you How can you sleep? How can you live? Like, how can you breathe? It's just, it's, it's so, like you said, disheartening. It's yeah. just it's ridiculously disheartening. Yeah. And I can't. I'm glad that he's yeah. going to jail for 263 yeah. years. I hope he, he rots. He dies. But even then, though, mm-hmm. even I wish my mom was here because my mom would say, you know what? Him going to jail mm-hmm. isn't good enough. It's not because it's not. he's going to sit in a room like this. Yeah. His four walls, yep. roof over his head, yep. meals fed to belly. him. Probably mm-hmm. catch up on some good reading. Yep. Get up his fitness. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. So he's pretty so much going to go live the life. You know. Yeah. And I mean, and I mean, like, listen to my heart when I say this. Whoever's listening. That sounds good to me, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't gotta work a job. Root, right? My bills are paid. I my, my my I get to have a shower. I clean whatever, whatever. Okay, yes, I don't have I don't have certain freedoms are taken away from me. I get it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, man, as far as I'm concerned, he should be caned. Mm-hmm. He should be caned every day. Like tortured. Like yeah. not, not tortured, not tortured, but just like a couple lashes. Like when you were younger, you get it on the mm-hmm. butt. Teach you a lesson, you go to your room. Just for, lashes. You know, you get that leather belt. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, you get. It, yeah. it's times like this that make you think, I mean, should Canada implement the death penalty? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Or, or should the United States do 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 something like that? Because yeah. I mean, certain situations like this, it's like, do you even want those people, you know, but around so, in society, even around other mm-hmm. Simone, you know? I'm gonna play devil's advocate today. Yeah. The death penalty for that yeah. is again he's getting off too easy. Yeah. yeah. No. Completely. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Let him serve his 232 years and let him get caned yeah. every day. Let him think so you, about it. So exactly. you remember exactly yeah. for what you did. Yeah. Because those women, what you've done to them, yeah. they're living with that for the rest of their lives. So yeah. you should live with that's that. Exactly. To put that's him to true. death is too easy. That's a cop out. That's yeah. true. Absolutely. I bet you anything, 
Yeah. 20 years in, he's going to be like, I wish someone would shoot me already. Yeah. No. Let him yeah. sit there. You yeah. give him his four walls, feed him, but you cane him every day. Yeah. And when he's done, he can sit there and think about what he did. Yeah. And it's crazy because when he was sentenced, when they said, you know, you're going to be sentenced to 260 years, blah, blah, blah. He had the nerve to stand there and cry. Mm-hmm. The nerve. The nerve. Were you crying when you were raping all 36 women? Yeah. Were you crying then? No, like, was I he crying because he felt remorse or was he crying yeah. because he wasn't going to be able to do that anymore? Right? Probably, That's the question. I mean, For with sure. time remorse, he probably felt nothing. He felt nothing. Right. He's the devil. Why would he feel tears. anything? You wouldn't feel anything. I could see the only reason why there's a tear that came out of his eyes. Like, oh, damn, I lost my freedom. I won't be able to do this to Absolutely. him. Absolutely. Yeah. It's 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 insane. I mean, was he married? Does he have kids? I mean, um, not that I know of. I know that he obviously has a family, like parents and wow, whatever. Yeah. But I mean, aside from like a family of his own, I don't mm. think. I mean, people like that shouldn't even be able to procreate, as far as I'm concerned. Because men like this, they're to me, they're 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 in the same category as like mm-hmm. pedophiles. They're mm-hmm. in the same category mm-hmm. as killer. Like they are. Mm-hmm. Like they're just mm-hmm. like the kinds of people that yeah. need to be shipped off, cast mm-hmm. off on an island, yeah. and just left to die mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you can't. You you. There's no reason why you should mm-hmm. be around the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Like at all. Like you're sick. Yeah. It makes me wonder. You know, things happen to people in their life to make them the way they For are. Sure. So my thing is, is that what happened to him in his life Amen. to make him the way that he For is? Sure. Because no human being that, you know, have had a good life or whatever situation happened yes. to them would go and do that. Mm-hmm. Totally. He must have had something in his life that, to make him be this way. Yeah. You, you don't know. Good point. That's right? the assumption. So, That's the assumption. Absolutely. Because no sane human being would do something like that. And you know what? Right? I actually heard of a similar story on NPR's Snap Judgment, um, NPR's sort of like storytelling podcast. And basically, um, there was a black man, he was also a police officer, Mm -hmm. and he said he basically did the same thing. Like he would kind of pull women over because they were speeding or whatever, Mm -hmm. and he'll say, hey, you know, I wanna give you a speeding ticker, I'm gonna send you to jail if you don't blow me, if you don't have sex with me. And it wasn't just him, it was like him and like, his partner, like his police officer partner. And these women, scared to death, they would do They're it. Or do they it. would be raped or of they course. would, you know, whatever the case is because it's either this or this. Yeah, like because it's not like the, the woman can be like, oh, the police officer asked me to give him a blowjob right. or, or, or whatever. That's, I mean, that's supposed to be ridiculous, quote unquote. Exactly. It's supposed to be ridiculous. Exactly. Why would a police officer ask, ask you to do that. something like that? But clearly in this case, I yeah. mean, it's not far-fetched because it happens a lot. There's a lot of abuse of power. And that, like you said, Unuqua, seriously needs to be looked at. Yeah. I'm sure there's protocols in place, but clearly your protocols they're are not, not following working. It. For sure. So you need to right. do something else to make sure that they're working and they work well, mm-hmm. period. Well. Mm-hmm. There's, there's nothing sure. else to yeah. even say about that. So, I mean, I, my heart goes out to the woman that dealt with that because yeah. I can only sure. imagine what it is to deal with that kind of, like, mental torture every single day of your yeah. life. I can only sure. imagine. I just hope that none of those women, you know, bear child by him. Right. I just, I just hope that because you know, I always, that would I, be... You know what? I always think about that. Like, women who get raped and they have uh, children by their mm-hmm. abusers, mm-hmm. I just wonder, like, this conflicted feeling mm-hmm. that you have between, like, this child and mm-hmm. the situation that bore you this mm-hmm. child, like, just how, like, hard that would be to deal with. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's tough out there, man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Okay, well, moving on to... Um, I guess a little bit more of a light topic, but not <laughs> not really. Um, so I'll ask you, Yunuka, yep. do you believe in the occult? And by the occult, I mean, you know, as us Africans like to call it, juju, voodoo, witch doctor, all those all those kinds of black magic sort of situations. Do you believe in it as a whole? 
Not saying, do you participate? I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, 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 do you believe that it exists? You know what? I, I definitely believe in um, in evil spirits. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that is what black magic is, Kate, is, is uh, if black magic is under evil spirits and, and, and that realm, then totally, I believe 100%. Because mm-hmm. being a man of faith, and I'm not trying to spit my faith on the listeners, but... That shit is real, mm-hmm. you know, and to pretend like it isn't, I think you're being ignorant of so many levels. I mean, because if you believe, if you have a faith and that clearly is positive, there must be an equal and opposite end of the spectrum, mm-hmm. you know, and in the Bible it says countless times, we're not fighting the flesh. Mm-hmm. We are fighting the evil spirits. We are fighting those emotions, which aren't so much tangible sometimes, or even that self-talk in your head. You know what? And to kind of touch on what you're saying, too, I kind of have a bit of a story. Um, So when I was in high school, uh, I read this uh, online sort of newspaper that was derived from, you know, a regular newspaper in Mm -hmm. Nigeria. And in this newspaper, what had happened, and this is some, this is news that is published, that is with like the financial (laughs) times, you know, and with like, you know, stock market price, like this is news. So basically what happened was in like a busy sort of street, sort of market area, I can't remember what city in Nigeria it was, um, there was uh, a cat or like a few cats like walking down the street. And that's nothing like special, right? Like cats just walking all over the place, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And then one of these like bicyclists, so in Nigeria they call them Okada, like the guys that are on those like motorized bikes carrying people, you know, behind Mm -hmm. them or in front or whatever. So one of these okadas, they hit one of the cats. And this cat turned into a woman when they hit the cat. So this woman, like, was all, like, bloodied and bruised. And she kind of, you know, sort of woke up and saw that, saw that like, everyone was kind of like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> right? So she's getting up and trying to run away. And then um, all these people are trying to run after her and catch her because they're like, that's a fucking witch. That woman just turned into a cat. Like, what yeah. the fuck? So they ended up catching this woman. And the police got involved, and this woman basically, you know, confessed and said that, yeah, I'm a witch. I kind of, this is what I, like, this is what I do. I can't really remember exactly what, mm-hmm. you know, the situation was, but she basically confessed to the fact, yes, she's a witch. Yes, she's done some shady shit in her time. Blah, blah, blah. Yes, she turned from a cat into a person. Blah, blah, blah. So I told this story to one of my white friends in high school. I will never forget this. I told this to him, and I told him, like, this was in, a, like, a legit newspaper, like, blah, blah, blah. And he laughed at me, and he basically was like, man, like, you know, the shit you believe, da-da-da-da. You know, yeah. and I was like, what, what, you don't, you don't believe it? Like, you don't think it's real? And he's like, how can that be real? That's, mm-hmm. you know, that's crazy. That's, that's crazy talk. That's insane. Yeah. How can, I mean, who cares if they printed a newspaper that's not real? And from that moment on, I kind of, like, held, like, a little bit of a grudge towards <laughs> that friend. Because I was like... So you're sitting here trying to tell me I'm talking crazy. Really? (laughs) I was like, I I understand that, like, you live in this, like, Canadian city and you live in your own little bubble and nothing extraordinary has ever happened to you. So, of course, you're going to think something like that is crazy. Yeah. But in a place where Juju is pretty much exposed, it happens. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? On the daily... I mean, especially in a place like Nigeria where there's witch doctors everywhere you turn. Like, people use all sorts of charms and things to, to change their fortunes, to get men to marry them, to get men to fall in love with them. I mean, I could tell you a million stories about 
Juju being involved in getting one situation to turn into another. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're not really being exposed to those kinds of things. Of course, you're going to think it's crazy talk. Like, sure. Of course, you're going to think it's sort of wild. But you also need to understand that you live in, what, like, a 60, 178th part of the world? Like, this world is a big <laughs> world. There's a lot yeah. of things going on that yeah. you're not, you know, sort of aware of, a- aware of or exposed to or not. Sure. And to be very honest with you, like, after I heard that story... Every single time I see a cat, I just walk the other direction. I can't. I can't, I can't fuck with cats now. I can't do it. Like, it's not... I just can't. Like, if people are like, oh, I got a cat, or if I'm, like, seeing someone, like, oh, I love cats, I stop talking to that person automatically. Wait, I'm going to get a cat. What? No, I'm, 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 I'm just... I'm telling you, like, it's just... It's weird to me. Like, I'm just like, oh, man, like, I don't want that kind of... And I know, and I know it could have been a situation where, like, that person could have just, just as easily been a pigeon and turned into a person, yeah. right? But it's just that thing that I read, like, it yeah. stuck with it me. Stuck with you, and yeah. it's kind of like you know mess with my head a little bit so yeah I mean I just I I thought that was really strange Simone so what do you think about the occult and all of that I mean definitely you know with me being Jamaican and and growing up in Jamaica that's you know that's something that you know Mm -hmm. does exist and Mm -hmm. it's something that you know is is practice and and you know, I mean, it, it. I mean, it's not. It's not. I wouldn't say it's like, oh, you know, look down upon. But I mean, there are people out there that do it and practice it, and there are people, regular people that go to there and make situations happen. But honestly, I believe that if whatever energy you put into something, you can make that happen. Because in the end, I feel like we create our own reality, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, you can go to that person and say, oh, that person can have some bones and swish it around, yeah, or, yeah. or or do whatever. But I feel like if you have, if you want something enough, and you put that type of energy out there yeah. that it's gonna happen you're gonna good make it bad. happen good and bad yep. exactly so it's like if you have bad intentions to say oh you know my neighbor's doing this and oh I wanna get rid of my neighbor of course if you put that type of energy out there in the universe mm-hmm. then that's going to happen mm-hmm. right but you have to also think about it that whatever energy you put out there you also get that type of energy back mm-hmm. right yep. so it's like those people that yep. practice those things does it always is it always end up in a, in a positive way it, it doesn't mm-hmm. right I mean who knows what happens and you know and you know what as well i kind of think it's pretty small-minded to think that in this world that we're put on we don't know how we were put on this world exactly we don't know how things operate we don't know how but we have the nerve to sit here and oh the occult doesn't exist or that kind of stuff doesn't exist but you don't even know how you got here you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, everything is just a big question mark. So, in my opinion, based off of that, anything is possible. Exactly. For sure. Anything exactly. is possible. Right. You know? But at the same time, though, even knowing that these kinds of things exist, I th- I mean, Africans and Jamaicans and, you know, Haitians even, too, for example, we generally don't fuck with that shit. <laughs> right? Because, like we were saying earlier... If you sort of open that door to that kind of thing, who knows what could flood your life? Who mm-hmm. knows what kind of possessions mm-hmm. can, sure. you know, take hold of you? Mm-hmm. And that's some scary shit. Like, that can turn your entire life upside down. That's true. Um, like, Aminato Sal from um, the Call Your Girlfriend podcast, she was saying, I'm African, I don't fuck with that shit. I just mm-hmm. don't. And that's just what it is. Like, we know it exists. Do you know what I mean? We know that's out there, but that doesn't mean we have to be part of it. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean we have to, you know, sort of acknowledge it or... Yeah welcome it into our lives. And like we were also saying before, um, you know, we've, I guess I should speak for myself. I've been in situations where I've had white friends. They're like, dude, let's go bring out the Ouija board. Let's have fun. (laughs) 
and I'm like, I don't, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna play with a Ouija board. What business do I have with a Ouija board? Yeah, the answer sure. is none, so I'm not gonna yeah, do it. Like, sure. you, you just don't know what kind of doors or what kind of portals or what kind of whatever you can open your life up to, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. when we see like horror movies, I, it's so funny, because every time I see like, Stupid horror movies, like Paranormal Activity. Yeah. I think in one of them they were like playing with a Ouija board, right? Or one one of those movies like that. They were playing a Ouija board, and I, every time I see it, I'm like, white people are so quick to play with this shit. <laughs> they are so quick to play with it. I just, I yeah. just, I, I don't understand. It. I don't think you should mess with something that you don't understand, and and it's been proven that the Ouija board does open another gateway, another portal to somewhere else, right. or to something else, or or yeah. whatever. So it's like if you don't understand that type of energy, you shouldn't be playing around. That's absolutely. You should. It's not fun. Right. It's not it, funny. Yeah, you just don't do it. Exactly. You don't know what you'll be bringing into our, you know, universe or our realm, yeah. you know, by For by sure. doing that, mm-hmm. right? So, that's not something that I would, you know, mess with at all if it was given to me. No now, way. Now, do you think that? I guess like white people. Open the Bible. I agree. Like prayer circle. No. Yo. Seriously. I'm sorry. Go on. Do something else. Do you think that? white people sort of having an affinity to playing with this whole, like playing with this kind of world. Um, And I guess this sort of like touches what I was saying earlier about my friend, just not being open to that kind of stuff, not knowing about it, not having any sort of exposure to it. So why would he believe something like that? Do you think that there's sort of like white privilege there in a sense where you sort of feel like you're living your own little bubble, nothing Mm -hmm. can touch you. So, you know what I mean? Like, you know, your parents pay your taxes for you and they pay your school tuition. Shit's all good. So let me have a little fun because my life is boring as fuck and let's see what's up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So do you think that sort of like affects um, their thinking for wanting to, I don't know, participate in that or being part of something greater, let's say? Or do Mm -hmm. you think it's, it doesn't really matter? I honestly think it's 50-50. It's a combination of all that. Um, I definitely think we as humans, we are drawn to things that we don't know. Mm-hmm. One. And two, curiosity killed the cat. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I was just thinking. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. So, so, like, in one sense, totally. Like, I'm all for the being curious about that world and so forth and so on. But then at the same time, there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And if that's the case, that should be something. Like, every, like, any faith. Mm-hmm. It should be something you practice on your own. Exactly. It shouldn't be something, if you are truly wanting to learn and educate and grow yourself in that realm, mm-hmm. then do it on your own mm-hmm. and so forth and so on. Don't involve six other people mm-hmm. and whatever else. Because, mm-hmm. because then guess what? What is the difference between you being in front of a Ouija board or whatever mm-hmm. and practicing this whatever you're practicing? I'm mm-hmm. not going to say faith. Mm-hmm. And the difference between us having Bible study or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or sitting down and talking about about Islam or or whatever, you know, or or, or Buddhism or whatever the case might be, mm-hmm. right? right? Yeah. So it's just like, man, like, these things need to be dealt with in a very, let's put it this way, respectful way. And mm-hmm. I don't think it's being dealt with in a respectful no. way. Right. No. It's more like shits and giggles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Almost like a joke. Exactly. And, and, it's, and it's, it's not, not being a joke. seriously yeah, at all. Exactly. And it's not a joke. It's yeah. not a joke. It's serious. And, and to add on that, yeah, the rest of these cultures that are dealing with it yeah. take it very seriously. So, serious. so it's almost disrespectful. It's, it's that's what I'm saying. It is. You know what I yeah. mean? And it is. And I hate the white people listen to me when I say this. In the Western world, <laughs> faith and religion, I don't want to say religion, faith and spirituality is very different in Asia, in Africa, in all of these, and I, 
Absolutely. In quote unquote developing countries. Mm-hmm. Because it's like that is almost part it's almost a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying faith isn't a lifestyle in the Western world, but it is more so entrenched mm-hmm. in the day to day life. Like I don't know about you guys, but like my parents and like it's baby Jesus everything. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? You're hungry, or I mean you're sick, pray to baby Jesus, he's gonna take care of you. Mm-hmm. Like, you yeah. Know? And then go take yeah. a nap or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or my mom will always say, yeah. make yeah. sure your dad knows. Yeah. And she's not talking about my biological dad, she's talking about my heavenly father. Yeah. Make sure he's good with it. Because yeah. if because if he's okay with it, I'm okay with it. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So it's just stuff like that. I don't know what's someone. What do you think? Um, I don't know. I think that with, you know, the Western culture. I feel like people here are a little bit more close-minded. I mean, I shouldn't say more close-minded. I should I should say people are starting to wake up now. That's mm-hmm. what I should say. People are starting to wake up. So now people are starting to like, you know, realize that hey, you know, there's other stuff going on in the world. Maybe I shouldn't be so close-minded. Maybe I should sure. go on the internet and seek out some research and see, hey, what's going on in Syria? Hey, what's going on in Africa? Hey, what's you know, what's going on in the world, right? So I think maybe before, you know, when your friend, when he told your friend that information, he just he wasn't a seeker of seeker of knowledge, mm-hmm. right? Sure. You know, he wasn't going out looking on the internet to find this information so therefore he, he didn't know mm-hmm. right he only knows from what you know his friends tell him mm-hmm. what his For parents sure. tell him you know what's going on around him, what social media says you know what 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 you know they what whatever commercial they're pushing into your face right mm-hmm. so i mean for me i just i just think that you know with with people now being a little bit more open-minded they're practicing they're practicing their spiritual and not i mean i shouldn't say like more of like i don't know not not so much like you know their religion and, and so forth i mean people are just now just waking up and seeing like what's going on out there right mm-hmm. so i mean yeah 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 i, I love that thoughts. Word. yeah i love that word waking up yeah because yeah. it's always been around yeah you know what i mean but, yeah but you're honestly right they yeah. are waking up and becoming yeah. more intuitive yeah you know and definitely i would say curiosity is getting the better exactly. of them on a lot of different yeah. spiritual yeah. And you know what? One thing I kind of thought about too was one thing that I've been hearing. Um, let's take like people being gay, for example. A lot of people say when a person is gay, they're not making that shit up. Why would you make up being gay and and then live in a situation, live in society that's so homophobic and mm-hmm. you're going to have like a hard life and people are going to be terrible to you? Why would you make that shit up? Why would you just be something that's hated? That mm-hmm. doesn't that mm-hmm. that doesn't make any logical sense. So kind of through that same sort of vein, when someone is uh, possessed or an exorcism is required, would someone make that shit up? Why would you make the shit up that you're you have you, you're possessed by a demon? Why like you yeah. don't want to live that life? Like nobody wants that for themselves. Mm-hmm. So why would that be something that someone just says or someone just does or someone mm-hmm. just feels? It's not. Do you know what I mean? I feel mm-hmm. like these things are internal things that people truly actually have to deal with that mm-hmm. you know is happening to for them. Sure. So I'm I'm not equating one or the other. I'm just using them as examples mm-hmm. for you know I guess the logical stance from you know where they come from. Yeah. But I mean in general, I mean you know if you're a Wiccan or if you're whatever, you do what you do and you deal with what you deal with. Yeah. I'm just saying that there's certain things that you just don't want in your life as far as like penetrating it and turning for it sure. upside down and making you crazy yeah. overall, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's just that's just not something people generally want. So <laughs> it's true. Who wants bad energy around? I mean, who wants to live in a life where you're always looking over your shoulder? You're like, yeah. you're always wondering, right? Yeah. Nobody yeah. wants to live like that. And so. it's so funny because it's like 
around like the African and Jamaican and Haitian, just like black communities mm-hmm. in general, it's really not even a question that like the occult exists. Of course. But then being around white people, sometimes in my head, like I'm like, well, does it really exist? Like, is it really a thing? Like these people are so oblivious to it. Like they act like, I guess it's not like they act like they feel because they just haven't been exposed to it that it's just not there. It's that not just true. doesn't exist. Yeah. But I mean, like I remember like I was having a conversation with my grandmother about it and I asked her, I was like, grandma, like, does juju exist? Like, is it a real thing? Because I'm like, my grandma ain't gonna lie to me. Like, this woman is like, OG Nigeria. Like, she's gonna tell me what's up. Yeah, you know what of I mean? course. And she was like, yeah, it does. Like, I mean, it happens. People use it. And she even told me that, like, people don't always use it for bad things. People yeah. use it for, you know, pretty neutral things or mm-hmm. sometimes like good things. sickness or, Right, you exactly. Know, yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it's still within the same realm yeah. of the spiritual, yeah. but it's not always, like, a negative, negative thing at least for that's sure. the way that she like explained it to me for sure. so i just always thought that was really interesting because my parents we've never talked about juju before i really like yeah. that you yeah. know it's always kind of been like outward conversations with my grandmother because i mean she's an old woman so she's yeah. gonna know sort of like you know more of the inner workings of something like that than today's generation where that's just not something that is really talked about yeah. unless yeah. it's in pan- paranormal activity Dude, or yeah. something so. and i mean with that even being said let's give and I say white people, quote unquote, the benefit of the doubt, they don't know what they don't know. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. So moving on to a more relationship based topic. Um, and I kind of already know what y'all going to so. say because, you know, y'all already started been in that situation. Um, so I guess, you know, well, I'll ask you first. Oh, okay. So what is your opinion on living with? A boy, f- uh, living with a girlfriend, you know, like a significant other, mm-hmm. versus living with a wife. Okay, so I can definitely, s- I I understand and I get both perspectives of like, you know what, you shouldn't be with, you shouldn't live with your significant other until you're married. Mm-hmm. I I fully understand that, and on the flip side, I also understand, you know what, like, it is okay if you guys aren't married, to be with your significant other. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I can sit here and say, uh, with both serious relationships that I've had, I've lived with my girlfriend at the time for X amount of time, mm-hmm. you know? And I think in this day and age, it's very, I honestly think it's important because the last thing you want to do is get married to someone and find out that you don't like the way they handle themselves in terms of like their cleanliness, how they treat their things how you know what i mean because okay let me stop you right there let me stop, <laughs> let me stop right there yep. because i've asked this question several times yeah. and what you're saying is exactly what i've heard several times yeah. so i'm giving you the rebuttal that i've given several totally. times sure so that's all well and good for sure right but say you're dating somebody and you know you sleep over there a lot yeah. you're over there a lot you have a key yeah, yeah. i mean you kind of practically sure. live with them because mm-hmm. you're always yeah. in the same bed or at least yeah. three or four times a week or whatever mm-hmm. when you do that over such a time do you agree or do you not agree that you're going to see the same things i mean as far as like the gap between the things that you've seen and the mm-hmm. things that you don't see yeah it's going to be like dramatically smaller like there's not going to be a whole lot that you're not going to know i mean if you're over there you probably would have seen him do his laundry. You probably would have seen the way he drops his clothes on the floor. You probably would have seen him cook. You probably would have seen him clean. You probably would have seen the way he puts up his foot on the whatever when he's watching whatever. You probably would have seen it all, especially if it's a long-term relationship. Definitely. So I don't necessarily agree that there are things that you're not going to see if you're not 
living you, with that person. You know what? And I will, my rebuttal to that is, you know, you don't know. Because listen, <laughs> listen, those three days or those four days that he or she is over, in mm-hmm. those three other days, mm-hmm. you get real creative. Come on now. We, we're all grown here. You hide stuff. We, you hide stuff. You hide stuff. What you hide? What you I don't know. But you put on, you put we on an all, act. We, we all have our vices. Let's not beat around the bush. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I'm not disagreeing with you because in one sense, yes, maybe, yes, that window of what you wouldn't see gets smaller and smaller and smaller. But then at the same time, for me and for who I am, I'm like, listen, I have absolutely nothing to hide. There's no, like, I am confident in who I am and where I'm going. Mm-hmm. And likewise, I would love to move in with you or you move in with me, whatever the case might be, just to show you, like, I'm ready to take this to the next level if that level is marriage. Because to me, the opposite w- would be like, you know what? I have something to hide. Yeah. In my mind, that's what would come to play. You know what I mean? Me being who I am, yo, look through my phone. Look through my computer. Look through my wardrobe. Look through, you know what I mean? Any, look through the fridge anytime you want. Just, you know what, like, whatever the case might be, because I have nothing to hide from you. And if anything, if, if that's what it means to take it to the next level, isn't that what marriage is all about anyway? Mm-hmm. So you're saying that if these two people are staying over at each other's places all the time, yeah. but they're not choosing to live together not choosing to have that sort of bridge there's something to hide there not, not even not even hey listen Vanessa you and I are going out and we've we both established listen at this point in time we both want our separate spaces mm-hmm. okay cool awesome if we're both on the same page and so be it mm-hmm. but if I'm sitting here being like babe it's been two years I would love for you to move in because to me that is taking the next step if we're going to get married and you're sitting there being like no I'm not ready in my mm-hmm. mind this keeps on going on let's say for another year I'm like okay like what's going on when we're not together mm-hmm. but does that really have to be a parameter for how ready you are to I, be with I think that it person? does 50 50 does right because yeah excuse me Simone, because yeah. because if that's the case then right then why are we as serious as we are then we might as well just be acquaintances because, or friends then or just fuck buddies let's just be fuck buddies and then that's the end of it because if we're fuck buddies, guess what? I don't want you over my house all the time. That's a harsh now. Fine, fine. Love making buddies. Oh, <laughs> what do you want? Because you know what? Because you know what? I come. I honestly come from like a mind space and sort of like mm-hmm. just like a place where yeah. I've always thought, okay, so this is what gonna what's gonna happen. You find a guy. Yeah. You date this guy. Mm-hmm. You have your place. He has his place. Yeah. You guys both have your places and you date for however long it's going to yeah. take for you to mm-hmm. date. You sleep over, do whatever it is mm-hmm. couples do. Yeah. Yeah. Exchange keys, whatever. Date yeah. for however many yeah. years. Yeah. Then in your separate places, yeah. this guy is going to propose to you. Yeah. And then you accept the proposal if you feel like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you eventually move in together when you get married. Yeah. I always thought, okay, that's pretty simple. Like that's, I just... That's just the mindset that I have. So, Simone, what do you think about that? I don't know. I think that if you love somebody and if you want to be around that person all the time, like you shouldn't have to wait for marriage to, to do that. I feel like if you love somebody and you just, you know, you like being around them, you like being around their company, like mm-hmm. why should you have to wait to have like a ring on your finger? You, you know what I mean? Amen. Right? You, you shouldn't you shouldn't have to do that, right? If, if, if you feel like you're at a stage in a relationship where you're ready to, you know, live with that person and be with them and, and complete one, and, you know, just commit 100%, then you should do it, right? There shouldn't be any rules as to, oh, you know, you have to do it this way, this Amen. way, and this way, right? Mm-hmm. No, it should just be based on how you feel, mm-hmm. right? And if you feel like you're, you know, you want to take the next step in the relationship, then that step is to move in. I feel like if some, if the significant other is asking you, oh, let's move in, and you're like, no, well, obviously, you're not ready to be in a serious relationship, mm-hmm. right? Why do you still need your space? Mm-hmm. That's my question. So, right? so 
again, this kind of echoes what you're saying, yeah. Inuko. Yeah. The barometer of how serious you are to commit mm-hmm. is moving in. Yeah. For well, okay, 50-50. Because listen, we can move in for all the wrong reasons too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? For me at least, the, the way I look at it is, man, if I'm texting you every day, regard, and you know what's going on every single point in time of the day, yeah. mm-hmm. you come over six and a half days out the week, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In my mind, it would just feel natural to be like, hey, you know what? Like, why don't we just... Now, with that being said, I'm not saying we're getting married two weeks from now. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, but I'm just saying, you know what? Like, exactly like Simone said, I enjoy your company. Mm-hmm. I like having you around. Mm-hmm. At this point in time in my life, like, I am ready to expose all of myself to you. And I think therein lies the, what is it? The crux of the situation. Totally. Because when you're with someone now, and they see you 24-7, mm-hmm. you are vulnerable. You exactly. are exposed. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So exactly. whether or not that is the parameter for, for seriousness or whatever the case might be, I think therein lies the crux of the of the whatever of the question of the paradigm mm-hmm. and you know what it's really it's just it's just so weird to me because me living in all the places that i've lived For sure. right and then me coming to canada and living here that like i never really i never really got that mm-hmm. until like my mid like my early 20s when i was For like sure. wow this is the thing huh like yeah. i didn't it didn't even <laughs> oh, like yeah. you know strike definitely. me as something yeah. that was african, needed african culture doesn't happen right? it doesn't uh, happen or right. the middle east like it's it's arranged marriages yeah. or whatever yeah you're two separate entities yeah whether whether or not the families agree on it okay guess what <laughs> drop them That's in it. and now now you guys are an item. now you guys gotta figure all that stuff out mm-hmm. versus what i was saying before like assuming that you guys have figured all that stuff out mm-hmm. And you guys are still like, man, it's been two years of us living together and I still love you, babe. I think, we, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. let's, you know what? Now when you get married, it's like, there's no surprises. Exactly. There's none of this, like, I thought he would clean more. It's yeah. just like, oh. Uh, it's like, you, you know what to expect. For example, but for example. Thing, but okay, this, yeah. is, this is my rebuttal with yeah. that. So like I said, going back to what I was saying, mm-hmm. where when you spend so much time with this person, but you're not living with each other, yeah. and then the amount of stuff that you haven't seen, that gap closes quite a lot. Yeah. When you decide that, okay, I love this person, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty fucking sure that I want to marry this person. Yeah. Whatever is in that little gap that you haven't seen, yeah. can't you just forego it? Can't you just be like, I love you, so we're going to figure this stuff out. You make it sound so easy, but so, I but, bet... But marriage is a commitment. It's a huge... This hey, is the preach, person you want to spend the rest of your preach, life with. So mm-hmm. some, like, whether preach, he puts the lid down or whether preach. he does his you know, laundry on a certain date, how is that going to matter in, in Who, the bigger, the bigger yo, picture Vanessa, of things? I'm agreeing with you 150%. Mm-hmm. Because in my mind, in the day, if, if I say... That I do, mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now. I'm saying it once. Mm-hmm. There's none of this divorce backdoor bullshit. Mm-hmm. As you know it what I mean? Be. And so, but however, in this, let's be honest, in this day and age, how many people get get married and then divorce? Yeah. is like that because yeah. they don't see it in the same way. But, they but I'm just saying though, right? So yeah. it's people, I find that nowadays people don't fight for love. Mm-hmm. You, you know? know what I mean? It's like the smallest sort of thing happened. Oh, we're getting a divorce. You know? Like they don't fight. Mm-hmm. You know well, what I mean? People just get, yeah, they just give up <laughs> so easily, mm-hmm. right? So I feel like that's the thing with marriage nowadays. That I, and I do believe that people shouldn't just jump into marriage, yeah. right? Because it is a commitment. Mm-hmm. That's the you know you want to you want to be with that person for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you should live together, sure. right? And, you and should you know what? be around I, that I do person. See your point in the sense yeah. that right? you want to if you want to yeah. if you're making sure that till death. 
death do us part exactly. You will exactly. kill me, I will kill you. <laughs> 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 exactly. You know, so in terms of, in, in the interest of being thorough, yeah, I that's understand. That's what I'm saying. For sure. Right. Exactly. It's because, I mean, you don't want to oh, move in with somebody that, oh, you know, you were living here and they were living there. And then you move in with them and it's like, oh, there's certain things that they that they do that you didn't know that they did. Mm-hmm. Right? And then you all of a sudden. Yeah. Because all guess what? All the times. Those two days. Those two days you don't see him. Guess what he's doing? Exactly. And the time when he's with you, he's fucking like. Exactly. And yeah, he loves you. Yeah. He wants to be with you, but guess what? You didn't know about the other side. But that situation. But when you're with someone seven days out the week. Yeah. Twenty four hours a day. You know what I mean? And for some people, guess what? That's scary. Guess what? You're not ready to be in a relationship. Exactly. I hate to say it. Exactly. Okay. We're all grown here. So I mean, in in the in the kind of situation, crack addicts is a little. Too <laughs> Let's just say yeah. he's you know? a cheater, or he could sure. or he has more than one girl, or right. you know, whatever. In, yeah. in that kind of situation, I would understand why you'd want to live with him, so that yeah. if he is like that, you're gonna see it, exactly. right? Sure. More exactly. so than if you guys live separately, right, right. from each other. But mm-hmm. I mean, barring those kind of extenuating circumstances where. He is cheating on you the days that you don't see each other, mm-hmm, or maybe sure. the days that you do see each other, but he's just cheating at another time yeah. in that day, <laughs> exactly. or something like that. I could understand that. Yeah. It like like you were saying, someone yeah. in the interest of being thorough. I think my biggest problem with it is that I don't want to be expected to do things if I'm not your wife. To me, mm-hmm. there's girlfriend duties yeah, and there's hey. wife duties. Mm-hmm. And what I worry about yeah. is if I move in with you, you all of a sudden want me to start doing your laundry, you want me to start cleaning, you want me to start cooking, you want me to start doing mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff. That, like, nigga, I got a life too. Mm-hmm. Like, but I it's can't, 50-50 though. Exactly. It's just 50-50, but you know what? A, 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 lot of, a lot of men don't think that way. Mm-hmm. A lot of men, like when, when you move in and you're doing wifey, you're moving in and you're but doing wifey. Why, as a Show woman, me why you have to put a ring those, on your you have to, Exactly. You have to and I don't like that. Though. And those are Thank conversations you. that you should be having with your significant other to say, Preach. hey, Preach. you know what? Listen, I've been with my boyfriend for six years mm-hmm. and these are things that, you know, we've been through, we've gone through and hey, he's not the cleanest person, but hey, you know you what? dialogue. Exactly. We talk about it, mm-hmm. right? And that's the thing about relationships. Like people give up so easily and they, they don't talk anymore. Yeah. Everything is like, oh, I we shouldn't be together. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is over, right? So it's like if if you if you feel that you have to go home and all of a sudden you have to cook, you have to do the dishes, you have to do laundry. You should be having a conversation with your man, mm-hmm. saying, "Hey, babe, you know what? Maybe you should do some laundry. Maybe you should do mm-hmm. dishes. Maybe you should be cleaning, mm-hmm. right? Because that's not all the things that I should be doing. Like this is a relationship. This is 50-50. Yeah. This isn't me do all the work and you hang out and do whatever. No. Yeah. Right. So those are the conversations that you should be having, and this is what makes a relationship last with you having those you Amen. know conversations right mm-hmm. so they preach yeah. Simone <laughs> no for sure yeah, I agree 100% because okay. that's the reality yeah. because a lot of people and again I come to I come back to my book for agreements assumptions Plus. we assume we assume <laughs> yeah. we assume so many things exactly. when in reality it's like mm-hmm. listen Marriage is supposed to be a partnership of two people. It's not a dictatorship. Yes. With, unfortunately, for whatever reason, the man thinks that he is the end-all, be-all. He's been controlled by the woman. Listen, listen. Yes, yes, God put you head of the household. Totally. But guess what? With that comes responsibility. Mm -hmm. Exactly. With that means, with that means, guess what? You may have to make, you may have to make dinner sometimes. Mm -hmm. Do laundry. Mm -hmm. Pick your clothes up. Whatever the case Mm -hmm. may be. No one... And, and it's it's so unfortunate that that old paradigm of a woman just stays home yes. and whatever, whatever, whatever. But guess what? While the woman was doing all that, guess what the man was doing? He was the sole breadwinner. Mm-hmm. He was protecting. He was building the house. He was doing it. I'm, I'll bet you right now, if a man did all those characteristics that he did back then to a woman right now, mm-hmm. do you think a woman would sit there and be like, I don't want 
Like, you know what I mean? Like, come yeah. home and do all those things. Yeah. It's because most men come home and do what? Nothing. Sit, sit home and do TV. fuck all. But if you, you, you see TV. what I'm saying? So again, yeah. so again, two different paradigms I know I'm bringing yeah. into play. But at the end of the day, it is a partnership. Mm-hmm. I bring this to the table. You bring mm-hmm. this to the table. Mm-hmm. And together we are one. Exactly. You don't, you don't think you're going to miss the novelty, though? Like, of say, what? you know, say you were, like, you know, dating and mm-hmm. then... You know, he, you guys propose to each other, you get yeah. married, and then you live together for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like that novelty of like, I've never lived with you before, and it's just gonna be like an adventure rather than like we've already done the shit before. Let's do yeah. It. However, but think of that. Think of that as being in the beginning when you're first moving in with like with that person and you're living with that person. It should it should be that way. It should be even if you're married or you're not married, you're engaged or whatever. You moving in with with that person. I mean, if you love that person, you should be getting those feelings anyways. Yeah. Right, so it's like if you don't get those feelings, then it's like, is this the person you should be with? Right. You shouldn't. But what do you right? what do you do when you guys like fight? You live in the you same. You talk place. about it. You can't. But but you what if he's the kind it. of person that like? What if he's the kind of person that storms off? He doesn't want to talk to you. Wants to like you know just do his own thing. And then you're the type of person yeah. that wants to deal with it right away. That's just gonna frustrate the fuck out of you. Compromise. Simone, compromise. Right, and the reason why you compromise is that, like, sometimes, like, us as girls, we get in those moods where we don't want to be talked to, we don't want to be bothered. So, guys are the same way. Yeah, if you're having an argument or whatever, and the guy decides, you know what, I don't want to, you know, talk about this anymore, give him room to go and breathe and and, and talk and, 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 you know, steam, you know, for sure, let go of some decompress, exactly, exactly. Right, so then when he comes back, mm-hmm. so when he comes back and he's all calmed down, that's when you guys are supposed to have that conversation, Simone, right? Preach. And that would also preach. give you time to calm yourself down preach. as well, because sometimes in the heat of the moment you say things that you don't really mean, mm-hmm. but it's like if you're taking time to just sit down and relax, come back together, then mm-hmm. talk about it, it would Amen. go a lot better. Amen. Right. Yeah. So Yo, to add on that, <laughs> dear, that was amazing. High because, five just now. Had a high five, ladies and gentlemen. What I was gonna say is. There needs to be like, and you've said it, boundaries in the sense of that. Listen, and I used to say, I, I used to say this to my girlfriend before. I have no problems with you getting upset and mad. That's a good thing. It is. The problem that I have is how you react, one, and what you say in the heat of the moment, mm-hmm. versus it being. And for a while, like our word, for example, was just PB. It was peanut butter because mm-hmm. that was our favorite thing. So it'd be like, yo, if we were arguing with someone said something disrespectful, or we needed five minutes, PB. You go your way, I go my way, five minutes, we come back. Mm-hmm. And, and we discuss this as two sane, rational people. Absolutely. I'm not saying that you're not emotional and what, or whatever the case might be or what you said mm-hmm. or, what, or what you're feeling isn't correct. Mm-hmm. But we're both elevated and high. Mm-hmm. Let's come back down. Cool, calm, collect. Let's have a discussion. Let's talk. Exactly. I'm all for it. You can tell me yeah. what you did over there. I did not like whatsoever. Immature. I don't like it. Guess what? For all you know, I've calmed down. I'm like, listen. You were 100% right. Mm-hmm. I was just being a dick. I was overreacting, and I felt at the time like you were attacking me. Mm-hmm. Babe, that wasn't my intention. I'm sorry. Exactly. Da, 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 da. I don't know mm-hmm. what. Mm-hmm. And, the, and, the, and you've diffused it in 10 minutes. Exactly. As opposed to most people, what do they do? If we're doing all this arguing, maybe we're not meant to be together. Exactly. That's always... It comes it's like, messy. really? <laughs> so you want the easy way? Yes. Exactly. Nothing of value comes easy. I'll tell you exactly. that right now. Listeners, listen. Nothing of value comes easy. It's not. And if it does, just as quickly as you got it, it will leave you. Yeah. So say that you guys, for whatever reason, decide that you do want to break up. Mm-hmm. But you both bought Snow the Cat together. Or you both <laughs> bought Snow the cat. cat. Or if you both bought this couch together. You I thought you said the cat. You I thought you said the cat. 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 You said the cat.
No, you're not. Africa. So what are you gonna do? How you how do you even, how do you divide assets at that point where you're not even, you know you're not legally bonded for life? I don't know. I mean, it depends on like the individuals. If one person wanna be greedy and say, hey, you know, I bought this couch, I put the most money in, then it's mine. But yeah. you're not <laughs> no more, man. Yeah, where you cash sure. at? Right. So I mean, it definitely depends on the situation. If it's in the situation where let's just say you can sell the couch and then split the money, yeah. or sell the items and split the money, that yeah. would be good, right? Or if you can come to an understanding where it's like, okay, I'll take this, you take this, you know For what sure. I mean? Just split it down the middle. As long as you come to like a, a proper um, like mutual, agreement. mutual yeah. agreement, exactly, sure. right? Mm-hmm. So. Okay. And the yeah. cat, maybe it'll have to be like visitation rights. You yeah, can exactly. Monday and Tuesday, exactly. you can hang out with him or her. Or, I mean, shit, take the cat. Like, yeah, you, you know? know. I never liked the cat <laughs> anyway. Anyway, on that note. It's not like you can't pick another cat off right? the street. Right? So. It's Calgary, so. Exactly. Okay. All right, all right. I mean, you guys have, you know, I put it under Simone, review. So, <laughs> I like your mentality. You know, I'll think about it. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, that's sure. just, I've always... And I think part of the reason too is like I've like been in situations and relationships where I was kind of being pressured to do that, mm. and I just put up such a force on it because mm. I was like, I don't want to be your bitch. I just don't want to be your bitch. Mm-hmm. I'm not interested in it. Mm-hmm. If I feel like you're sort of forcing me to do certain things to prove to you that mm-hmm. I'm wifey, mm-hmm. I'm gonna really regret that mm-hmm. I'm in this situation sure. because I'm a fairly independent person mm-hmm. and I like to sort of like come and go as I please mm-hmm. and I want the guy to come and go as he pleases. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you guys but did bring up valid, it could be like that. Yeah, yeah, but you guys obviously brought up valid points yeah. about that, so I'll take that under consideration. Totally, <laughs> it's true. It's true. All right, so moving on to another relationship topic. So this is going to cover emotional intelligence versus logical intelligence in a relationship. So what I mean by that is emotional intelligence is this. So you and your girl, you had a fight, you know, you said something to her that she doesn't like. She told you, nigga, I don't like that shit. Why you do that shit? And you sort of like go your separate way and then you come back. And like we were saying previously, like you know the kinds of things that you need to say to calm her, to settle her, to make her sort of like think of things in a different light. You know what to say or when she's like in a certain situation or she's having certain reactions to certain things, you can kind of like read her emotions and read her body language and you know how to react to those situations perfectly. It doesn't always have to be like in an irate situation. It could Mm -hmm. just be in like any sort of situation. Mm -hmm. But just having that sort of emotional intelligence to know and read that person and know how to react next to be like a couple steps ahead of them in terms of, you know, what sort of like works between Mm -hmm. you two. So that versus logical intelligence. So I'm, I'm someone that has like logical intelligence where, you know, I don't, I don't want to say like I'm a stone cold bitch or anything and I don't use like emotions, <laughs> but I use my logic to guide me. Like two plus two is four and four plus four is eight. And that's just what it is. Like I like to sort of like simplify things for myself. Um, I mean, obviously I have emotional intelligence too, but between those two, which do you think is more important to have in a relationship? Like, say that you could only pick one between the two. Would you rather have a guy that is, or a female that is more emotionally intelligent? Like, she can sort of, like, read you and kind of get where you're at with stuff and sort of take it from there? Or someone who's more logically intelligent where, you know, things are very black and white for them and emotion doesn't really come into play as much? So, Simone, which would you prefer? I would prefer the emotional side, um, just because for me, 
you know, just the way I am, I, I would definitely like a bit of emotion to mm-hmm. be in it. I can't just be like, this is the way it is and that's just it, mm-hmm. right? No, there has to be some type of feeling behind that, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I want to know that if I'm dating somebody, you know, and we've been together for that long, like they know me, they know how to react to me, they know, you know, the, the, the type of things to say to like to calm me down or if I'm feeling a certain type of way or if I'm in, a, you know, a type of attitude and I feel, you know, like I don't want to be around that person, I would expect, you know, that person to read me and say, oh, you know, baby might be in like a little bit of mood. Oh, let me go do this. Or is there anything I can do to, you know, cherry up or, or whatever. So yeah. for me, I, I would love, I love to have like the emotional side of it. Like there's feeling, I mean, we're humans, right? Like we need love, like we need emotion. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how we connect, mm-hmm. right? So for me, I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You knew, what about you? Okay, 100%. Yeah. That's what Simone just communicated. Yeah, so emotional is important <laughs> for, for you. Sure. Yeah. Um, and I guess to sort of give some context be- behind this emotional intelligence, because I'm speaking from personal experience as far as the emotional intelligence is concerned, mm-hmm. um, I've dated somebody that lacked emotional intelligence a lot. Like, in a specific situation, we would get into an argument, right? And then I come to this person and I say, listen, this is what you did. I don't like it. It made me feel this way. And this is what I would like you to do to make it up to me so I don't harbor those sort of like negative feelings towards you anymore. And that person was like, okay, I'm not gonna do that. So either we break up or you deal with it because it's one or the other. So in that sense, that person is being very logical, black and white, like pick one or the other because this is is the box that you're in. We're not gonna go outside of that box. So which one are you gonna do? And obviously within that same situation, there's a complete lack of emotional intelligence where you say the right things that make me think or make me feel better about the situation because obviously I feel like sick to my stomach about the way Mm -hmm. that I feel about it, right? And obviously that makes the whole thing worse because this person isn't even taking into account how you feel or how much worse they just made the situation by completely like, you know, uh, completely just disregarding your feelings Mm -hmm. and... I guess like the strength and the energy it took for you to sort of bypass your emotions and sort of try and bring logic sure. to you mm-hmm. in a way and they just for sort sure. of like dismantle it's that. It's kind of like you just put your ego behind and you're just like, hey, you know, let's have a, a conversation and it's like you just got shut down. Yeah, they shit right? on your feelings you basically, right? They <laughs> yeah. completely shit on your feelings. Yeah. So, I mean, I've been in a situation like that and in that kind of situation, I was like, oh my God, like emotional intelligence is so important to me. Like I would complete, like it's just, at that moment, it was all I wanted. Mm-hmm. It was all I needed, and th- there was nothing more that I wanted. But at the same time, I've also dated guys that are use- use- useless as fuck. They're just useless. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like something that is so black and white and so simple. Like, let's say, like I ask you to help me with something, right? And in my mind, it's a pretty simple, you know, task. I could do it myself, but I'm doing something else. So, could you just do this for me? Could you just help me out? And this person, like doesn't doesn't even know where to start they're asking you the strangest dumbest questions they're just doing all these little things just annoying you because it's just like why can't you do this this is a simple thing like why are you even asking me this question i don't understand you mm-hmm. know what i mean mm-hmm. that kind of thing right which could you know be in different situations in in a relationship mm-hmm. so again i've been in situations like that too where i'm just like i can't i can't be with a useless guy because mm-hmm. i'll just feel I hate to admit it, but I'll just have this sort of like superiority complex towards you because the simplest things that I could do, it's taking you a day and a half to do. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's just not healthy to Mm -hmm. have that sort of feeling towards Mm -hmm. someone, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm sort of tied between the two. Like I really am conflicted about it because like I said, I've been in situations where all I needed was emotional intelligence. All Mm -hmm. I needed is someone who understands me 
gets me and they know how to work me. They just know how to twist the key and they just know how to make me feel all right mm-hmm. versus someone who doesn't necessarily need to know that. They just need to get the, get the job done, mm-hmm. just get yeah. shit done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's what it is. So mm-hmm. so both of y'all are for the emotional intelligence, yeah. hey? Yeah, well, I, I think when push comes to shove, we all want both, both. sides of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? I agree. And that's not to say, like, me being a guy, what, mm-hmm. like, I, don't know, I don't know why I said it like that, but <laughs> um, when, when I look for what I would look for in a partner, in a significant other, is I would want someone who is, one, able to facilitate my love language mm-hmm. consistently. Very important. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then, two, at the same time, I can have an intellectual conversation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, in whatever capacity or form. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that we need to talk. For example, my, my passions are food, sports, physical activity. Mm-hmm. She doesn't need to know about the five mother sauces or about MJ. Mm-hmm. But at least if I'm talking about them, or whatever the case might be, she shows interest. She's asking questions to want to learn, mm-hmm. to want to know more. Or at least has some sort of input. Input, exactly. Mm-hmm. In, in whatever capacity, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or And on the flip side, if I give her something to do, if we're cooking or something, like, a lot of girls are intimidated when I cook. Because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, you could better. I'm like, listen, the fact that you're here and you want to, like, learn and hang out is cool. Awesome. And, and as long do you as hear you that, ladies? He cooks. <laughs> Just yeah, saying. The thing is, he the cooks. Thing is that my boyfriend Sell actually cooks ninety percent of the time. Yeah, he see? wants to be a chef, so I mean, for me, that's his Love way it. of like releasing. Totally. Right? So it's like, go ahead. Amen. I'm not complaining. <laughs> right? My yeah. belly's full <laughs> all the time. Right? Just straight over here, man. Right? He's good. Crazy. <laughs> Listen. You know, but mm-hmm. but I mean, like for me, if I was, whenever I'm I'm trying to like show. Um, in this case, my last girlfriend, I'd be like, yo, like, you know what? Here, do it this way. Mm-hmm. And if not, it was like, okay. And sometimes I can admit, I'd get frustrated and I'd be like, I have to gotta check myself because I'm like, yo, like, you're not a cook. So, babe, do it this way. Exactly. Or, 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 babe, can I, can, can we do it this way? And I'd be like, oh, okay, I didn't know you wanted like that. Okay, cool, perfect. And if not, guess what? She's doing the best that she can, so F it. The sauce will turn out the same anyway. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, yes, I want someone who emotionally can facilitate Uniqua, but then at the same time, totally, like, let, let's be able to hold a conversation and not just talk about rainbows and butterflies all mm-hmm. the time. Do you find that mm-hmm. you um, you date more emotional people? And if so, how does that make you feel? Uh, you guys, I, I, mean, for, uh, <laughs> I mean, for me, it all depends on, like, the connection, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I don't go into a relationship or go looking for somebody being like, oh, you know, it has to be emotional or it has to be logical. Yeah. It's just the type of connection that we have. Yeah. And if the connection is there, then it is what it is, mm-hmm. right? But I, then again, I don't want a guy that I can't connect with and, you know, that just doesn't care and it's just all, like you said, black and white. Like, say, no, like, like right? say that the connection is there because yeah. like, you shouldn't be in a relationship with someone yeah. if there isn't somewhat of a connection. Yeah. But say the connection is there, but this just pers- this person just happens to be more emotional, or the mm-hmm. person is just less emotional. They're just more logical, and you know they just mm-hmm. that's just not how they are. I don't know. I, I I think that if it's if they're one more one sided and it's not more on the emotional side, then that's not a person I would be able to be with. Mm-hmm. You know, because I need I need to have a nice sane level of both. Yeah, I think you sure. should say. Yeah. Right, because I want to be able to, you know, hold an intellectual conversation with them. Like for me, like I'm, I'm attracted to smarts, mm-hmm. right? Like I, for me, like that's, you mm-hmm. know, that's my thing, mm-hmm. right? So I mean, you know, so if you want to be with somebody, they've got to at least have something, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's I find that uh, 
I mean, not generally, but I mean, the people that I have dated mm-hmm. that are emotional, I don't like it. Like yeah. where, like, and when I say emotional, I mean like you're quick to anger, or you're quick to be upset, or you know, when I say something to sort of bust your balls, you get hurt about it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, your insecurity shows a lot, or something like that. I'm not about that yeah. because I'm. I, like I said, like I'm not like a stone cold bitch or anything, yeah. but I'm not a very emotional person. Like mm. I have emotions like everybody else. My range mm. just isn't as large yeah, yeah, as yeah. other people's are. So when I see that, it's almost like, shit, I hurt your feelings. Fuck, I ain't trying to apologize. Like, <laughs> you know, I was joking. Now I'm not gonna apologize. I hurt your feelings. Like, why you gotta be? You're so lame. You're know I mean? like, about it. If the shoot was on the other foot, though. Right? If it was, if it was that to, if he said that to you, like, how would you feel? That's that's what I'm saying. Right? Gen- generally, what I, I mean, I try not to, I try not to dish out what I can't take back. Mm-hmm. For sure. So if I'm dishing out something, generally I can take it back. Mm-hmm. But if that person cannot take it back, and mm-hmm. this just doesn't apply to like relationships, mm-hmm. this applies yes, to general. friends too. Yeah. If I can't, like, if I can't joke around with you and just around sure, with you yeah. and all that stuff without you feeling like really angry that mm-hmm. I said something yeah, yeah. or really emotional mm-hmm. that I said something and you you know you start crying or something yeah. or say like for instance like like I know a girl I'm not going to say her name but she's the kind of girl that will like go to a coffee shop she'll read a book and she'll start crying because the book is so beautiful <laughs> and I'm just kind of like nigga really really we're going we crying in coffee shops now really you know what I mean and it's like I understand that everybody is different and yeah. people have different reactions to certain things but mm-hmm. I don't know like I'm just of someone that sort of sees emotion as weakness a bit mm-hmm, and sure. i'm just not really about that mm-hmm. you know like i i like strong mm-hmm. individuals and sometimes i see a lot of that in very straight and narrow sort of logical people mm-hmm. right sure. and that's just sort of where i come from mm-hmm. with that so. uh, yeah i mean i go ahead well, yeah. but I was gonna say, for me it comes down to a self-image thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's definitely a self-image thing because for me if your self-image is in check and you are emotional or logical for all the right reasons, and there's a connection and I feel that, and it's not fake, then sweet, cool, awesome. Then I just know that that's the dynamic that we have. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm okay with that. Granted, of course, it's coming from a place of, of love and authenticity and mm-hmm. you're being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. But if you are, example, being logical because you don't know who you are or you're scared or whatever the case might be, then I'm like, I'm nothing to do with that. Mm -hmm. Because then guess what? That, if and again, plug in four agreements. If you can't be impeccable with your word to who you, to yourself, Mm -hmm. how are you going to reflect that and give it to me? Mm -hmm. Like you have to be the best version of yourself Mm -hmm. for yourself first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think for a lot of people, unfortunately, they they get into a relationship Mm -hmm. because they want someone else to fill the void. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Or or to facilitate something that they don't have. Mm -hmm. And that is a scary place to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because the minute that person goes, because this we're all flawed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The minute that person goes, guess what? You, your entire foundation goes out the window. It crumbled. It crumbled. Versus, you know what? I'm, I'm not saying you need to be egotistical or shallow or rude but if you yourself are your own best cheerleader before you get into a relationship and that person's on the same page mm-hmm. man then, then guess what it, it doesn't matter or, yeah. or at least i like to think it wouldn't matter if you're a little bit more emotional than logical or a little bit more logical than emotional because yeah. when push comes to shove yeah we all want to be with someone who knows how to make us laugh? Exactly. Who yeah. knows how to pick us back That's up? That's your best friend, who, right there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Exactly. You want someone who you know is going to be your best friend, mm-hmm. which, which again ties back 
to to our question to our question about like relationships and stuff. At the end of the day, being with someone, it should be it's, like for me, marriage and all that. It's play dates every day. It's sleepovers every day. It's dating every night. That's all marriage is to me. Mm-hmm. You simplify <laughs> you know that. I, mean? yeah. I like that. Isn't it? I like that. It's true. And in reality, it's the true. high then should never go because yeah. if you're dating every night, guess yeah. what? If he's a gentleman, he's classy, mm-hmm. and he and he knows it's. I have a loving spouse here. I always pay the bill because that's my way of showing her that I love her and right. I got her. Especially if that's her love language. Exactly. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With that being said, you know what I mean. And if we're dating every night, okay, cool. Sleepovers every night. Yeah. Well, guess what? I'm seeing her every night anyway. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. You know what I mean. And so again, for me, coming back to what it all comes down to self-image. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And plug in four agreements. Yeah. <laughs> Who is the author of this book? Right. <laughs> you, say, you said this thing like, please Google. Yeah, look at this. We need, to, we need to find it. Yeah. yeah. While while you're doing that, <laughs> yeah. we're gonna jump into shout outs. So shout outs is like a little segment where we basically shout out people, things, places, just shit that we're really like loving right now. Like we think is awesome, funny, just whatever it is that we want. Um, so I'll go first. Um, I'm gonna shout out Kid Fury. Kid Fury is like a YouTube personality. He's a black man, he's gay, and he's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I love him so much. Right now, he is the host of The Read. It is a podcast um, with Chris Lee, um, who is sort of like, you know, a black activist and sort of way. And Kid Fury is too, but he just has like a funny way of doing it. So, um, Kid Fury, if you're listening, I love you. I still watch reruns of your videos because your shade is top notch. Nobody can throw shade like you. It's hilarious. So that's my shout out. Um, does anybody here want to give their shout out? Simone, you got one? I, I do have a bit of a shout out. It's more of like, you know, um, I can't remember if it's in Canada or in the States, but they've pretty much um, changed the whole way. Uh, let's just say if you're you're in school and you have more of a vegetarian and a vegan lifestyle. Right. I think it's in the states they made it so like if you're a kid and you live like a vegan life and you want to you know be in the ca- cafeteria go to the cafeteria for food. Yeah. You don't have to eat you know whatever the cafeteria the, the cafeteria is pretty is pretty much like able to offer you like vegan options for food. Yeah. Right. Like I, I think it's like in the states I can't remember like where where they made this change. Oh, okay. But I feel like that's you know that's, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know. So that's my shout out. That's cool because, yeah. um, I mean, like, obviously, veganism is a lot healthier, vegetarianism mm-hmm. at least. Yeah. And it's kind of hard to, like, eat meat all of your life. And mm-hmm. then when you're, say, in your mid 20s, try and transition. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier when you're doing it from a young age because mm-hmm. it's kind of like you haven't really known anything exactly. else. So it just kind of keeps that exactly. healthy stuff going exactly. versus like making that transition in your 20s, your 30s. Yeah. And, and your plus they can, and plus in these cafeterias, they can have natural food and stuff like hot dogs and, and right. macaroni and cheese, you know, they can have like vegetables Taco and fruits. In a bag, and, like yeah, food. right. Yeah, so sure. yeah, I think that's, it, you know, the, the lunch program is definitely, you know, it's awesome now that they're changing that, right? Yes. So I just can't, I don't remember exactly where. That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Like, so. Yes, our American, yeah. American school lunch program. Yeah. Stepping yeah. their game up. Right. <laughs> Nuke, what about you? Um. So right off the bat, so that book, The Four Agreements, is by Don Miguel Ruiz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ruiz, yeah. So great book, and I'm gonna try and read the Fifth Agreement. So, um. But yeah, that book has radically shifted, uh, what 2016 is gonna look like for me, and likewise the rest of the year. But I recommend it to all of you. Um. And just something else I wanted to read here which is from a book that I read that my cousin Hafiz uh, gave to me. It's called The 50th Laws by 50 Cent and Robert Greene. I was just about to ask you about that. Mm-hmm. I was like, did you read the 49... Oh, fuck. 
the 49th, I think it was 49th law, and then 50th is what 50 Cent did. Yeah, yeah, with, yeah. with him. Yeah. And, and, like, in the introduction, this is a quote by Malcolm X, and I, and, and it reminds me of this podcast in one sense. Okay. And let me just read it, and then I'll explain why. So he says, over you is the greatest enemy a man can have, and that is fear. I know some of you are afraid to listen to the truth. You have been raised on fear and lies, but I'm going to preach to you the truth until you are free of that fear. Malcolm X. And that to me is just, that's golden. That's powerful. That's powerful. powerful. You know, and I just feel like being on this podcast is just like, we're not afraid to talk about those, I don't want to say issues, but topics and and challenges or whatever that we see in social media, or whatever. And that's what I love being a part of So Fucking Posh and being here with the room with with these awesome people that we have, you know, because I don't normally hear things like this, you know, in my realm of things. Yeah. So it's refreshing to know that there are people that are out there that are, that are hopefully listening to this thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Oh, they are. Don't you know that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I come though? on my ass. <laughs> right? so they are. But, um, but, yeah, like, here's, here's to just this year, like, just doing what you are afraid of, mm-hmm. you know. And going outside your comfort zone because outside your comfort zone, that's where growth happens. People don't know what they don't know, sure. but they also fear what they don't know. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And when you fear what you don't know, you're gonna have, you're gonna be blinded to it. You're not gonna notice. You're not gonna pay attention. You're not gonna want to pay attention. You're gonna spew ignorance at it. It's gonna Make be a assumptions. Whole, assumptions. There's gonna be a whole bunch of negative shit that's yeah. gonna be piled on top of that fear that you have. Mm-hmm. So that's part of the reason I'm doing this because a lot of people in the city, they live in their own little bubble. Mm -hmm. They don't know a lot about things that affect different sorts of people in different sorts of situations, immigrants. I mean, the other day, somebody was telling me that like, I mean, you guys know how the Syrians are, you know, have moved into America and Canada and they're Mm -hmm. settling and, you know, trying to find a way here. Some fucking idiot was riding around like on a bike um, this guy must have been demented on some sort of level. <laughs> and he was pepper spraying these Syrian immigrants, like just pepper spraying them. Wow. Just come to a new country. You don't know anyone. You don't know anything. Yeah, you're trying beginnings. to you're trying to start new and someone's just throwing that kind of hate and ignorance at you. You know what I mean? I mean, it's it's for reasons like this or for reasons like that that I'm doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. That I, I'm I'm putting all this energy in this because like I said, we live in this place. It's sort of like bubble eyes with all these people that don't really know anything mm-hmm. outside of their own reality. And I want them to know more. I For want sure. them to step out of that. I want them to understand that there's a life outside of Starbucks and going to National on Friday and going snowboarding. There just is. <laughs> there's more to life than that. There's and more there's, to life than that. There's nothing wrong with those things. There's nothing wrong with those things. Nothing wrong with those things. But I mean, yeah. there's more to life than that. There just yeah, sure. is. I yeah. mean, there's seven... As long as you do more, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, you can do those things, but I mean, have a little bit more variety, mm-hmm. right? For I sure. mean, do more things, you know? Yeah. Help, volunteer, you Learn know? Learn more. Learn more. Understand Just more. Go Be seek accepting. out research, yeah. I, I mean, mean ugh, life is not a, it's yeah. not a small thing. It's no small team. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's true. You know, that's how that goes. Anyway, I mean. we have come to the end of this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Do mm-hmm. any of you guys want to plug any of your social media accounts before I sign off this particular episode. Simone, I'm going to start with you. I mean, yeah, you can catch me on Instagram, Sima, S-I-M-M-A-1. Just add me up, whatever. Okay, yeah. all right. And Nuke, your 
off the grid as off usual. Grid. <laughs> My only plug-in is sweet baby Jesus. Sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Sounds good. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you. I thank really, you. really appreciate your inputs. You guys made for a very fun podcast to have. Amen. And that's the end of the episode, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to discuss with me any of the things that you've heard in this particular episode or any of the episodes for that matter, let's chat. Feel free to talk to me. My Twitter is D1MEP1EC. That's dime piece with the I's replaced with ones. I did that when I was cool. I know, I know it's lame now. You can also reach me on my website, sofxposh.com. And you can also get in touch with me on my Instagram. You can leave comments or send me a direct message if you prefer. That's spelled L-A-B-O-U-R-G-E-O-I. S-I-E-F-O-T-O. That spells La Bourgeoisie Photo. Until next time, guys. Thank you so much for your support.